Welcome back to Way Too Real. My name is Andrea Jensen, and today's episode is going to be a little bit off the grid, unplanned. If you listen to episode number one, you know that I was planning on posting new episodes every other Friday, and I just announced the first one last Friday. So we're not quite due for a second episode yet, but on my way home today, this idea kind of hit me upside the head, and I felt very compelled to write a podcast episode about it. So it's going to be a little bit unhinged, very deep, very personal, but the goal of this episode is to really just kind of let you in on my personal life and talk a little bit about what's been going on with me, what I'm currently struggling with, and putting it just very bluntly because it's not fair for me to get on here and ask other people to share their experiences and their stories and their hurts and successes and struggles without first sharing mine. I felt like this was just going to be a great opportunity to get a lot more personal. So, so to speak, today I'm going to be quote-unquote spilling the tea on my life, specifically relationally. Ooh, I know it gets a little uncomfortable when we bring up that stuff, but that's kind of who I am. I'm a very relational person. I'm a very just people-oriented type of being, and so I feel like to really get to know me and get to know you, it's best if I share my personal experiences and where I'm struggling in those. So, yes, I'm going to talk about ex-friendships. I'm going to be talking about ex-relationships. It's going to get messy. I'm excited, but I want to start off by making it really clear I am not going to be gossiping. That is not what we're here for. That's not the goal or intent of my podcast in any way, shape, or form, nor will I slander anybody. And I believe that is completely unbiblical to gossip and slander about people. I am going to very bluntly and blatantly just share some stories of things that have happened in my life. Um, But take it with a grain of salt. This is my point of view. This is my perspective, my experiences, and what I've been doing about them. And I'm only a human being. I mess up. I am a sinful person. I'm broken as well. So I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to slam anyone or, you know, put anyone down on this, but just kind of really raw and openly share where I'm at and what I'm struggling with. This is a podcast where I highly, highly... This is an episode where I really urge you to stay till the very end because there's a lot of my heart and a lot of understanding on this topic that you're going to miss out on if you don't, and it really won't come full circle or make a whole lot of sense until everything's been touched upon, but if you're unable to, I really hope and urge you to understand that this is the foundation of my podcast. I am of Christian faith, and I believe that I'm not just here to tell other people my story, although I believe that that's important. It helps me be accountable. Um, to other people and it also is a testimony of overcoming things but not by my own strength however at the same time I can't just project that I've walked through these situations and not been an imperfect person and done things wrong along the way of course I am human I do get mad I do get angry I do have frustrations and bitterness but I also want to make it clear that I'm not coming to this podcast first as a means of venting or an outlet. In fact, every single story that I'm about to share, I've actually conversed with these people and talked to them and brought it to them first. I'm currently and actively praying over these situations, seeking guidance and reading scripture about it. So know that. Another thing is that I take the definitions of gossip and slander very, very seriously. Oxford Dictionary defines gossip as casual or unconstrained conversations or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. And the derogatory noun version of this word is a person who likes talking about other people's private lives. I do not indulge in sharing other people's information, and you'll notice that in these stories, they go by fast, and the reason for that is I am skipping so, so much detail because there's a lot of things that are deeply personal to me 
that I'm okay with sharing, but there's things that are deeply personal to other people that are not okay for me to share, whether they ask for my confidentiality or not. Out of respect and out of love for them, I am not going to share feelings, thoughts, or life situations that they confided in me about. You need to know that this conversation is very constrained. As committed as I am to being deep and real, I'm also committed to being a person of integrity. And that means that even if I speculate or believe certain details of a story to be true, if I can't confirm with absolute certainty that they are, I'm not going to share them. And the other word is slander, which is known as oral or spoken defamation, the act of harming a person's reputation by telling one or more other people something that is untrue or damaging about that person. I'm committed to truth. Even if I believe something is truth, if I can't solidify and confirm that, I'm not going to speak it as if it were. And my goal for this podcast is to never damage another person. In fact, it's to do the polar opposite. It's to bring people together around common experiences or differing experiences and talk about our struggles. And a scripture from the Bible that I really feel encapsulates this is Proverbs chapter 11, verses 12 through 13, which says, Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. And essentially what it is saying is any, anyone can belittle another person, but it takes wisdom and understanding to remain silent. That is a choice and it is a very intentional one. And the other aspect of this is slandering is revealing other people's secrets. And I'm not here to sit here and expose other people and share their stories. No, it's the opposite. I'm here to expose myself and reveal things within me and talk about my struggles and what I'm dealing with. This is about me reflecting on my own issues and my own shortcomings. And in order to be trustworthy in spirit, I'm leaving a lot of detail out. It's not to be shallow, but rather to be respectful of others. So that being said, the goal and foundation of what I'm about to say is not to just project or blast stories from a victim mindset. It's to share truthful situations that have occurred in my life that I have struggled with, either due to frustration or genuine anger or bitterness, but what I am actively also doing and pursuing so that I don't take that and not use it constructively to make sure that I'm not harboring bitterness and anger towards another person. So those are kind of the big, big gists that I really want you to understand. If you're going to listen to this podcast, I really urge you to listen to it all the way through. That is the only way that I can guarantee you will get the full understanding of my heart behind this topic. It is deeply personal to me, but I know that comes with a level of vulnerability and I'm committed to doing that. So I really hope you enjoy and let's get right into it. This thing uh, has bits and pieces of my life currently, bits and pieces of my life literally like four or five years ago. It's just kind of wild how everything is just tied together and come full circle. Recently, I had a relationship, I'd say, what, five, six months ago, somewhere around there. Um, Currently single, currently going through a season where I'm just kind of like, transitioning friendships if that makes sense a lot of people that I was friends with are people that I'm no longer friends with Um, I've met a lot of really awesome new people along the route and truthfully I'm really in a season of waiting as lame as that might sound Um, but something I've really prayed over is like what am I supposed to do I love to get anxious and I love to try to control situations not manipulatively but like I like to know what's going on and so when I feel like I don't know what's going on or people aren't talking to me it stresses me the heck out so through prayer and through stuff like that, I've kind of just come to this point where I really felt on my heart that I'm supposed to wait right now. 
which is honestly one of the hardest things for me to do when I have actions that I want to take. But I, that's kind of what I'm learning at this present moment in time is just hold on, just wait. My biggest frustration at this point in time and what I would say I'm struggling with most is just this anger towards a lack of communication between people. Um, just this lack of willingness to take bitterness and conflict to the other person that you're having it with. Um, and really just work it out and communicate. And I personally, like I said, love to know what's going on, love to express how I feel very, you know, openly. That's kind of why this podcast was born. What really frustrates me and something that I struggle with the most is when other people who I've done friendships or relationships with either aren't receptive to that or just aren't willing to communicate their thoughts or feelings whatsoever. And I understand there's a time and a place for that, but Um, I believe biblically and all of the friendships and relationships that I'm going to be talking about are also with fellow Christians. So this kind of strikes a chord with me a little bit harder is because I believe biblically we are called to take those issues to one another first. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 22 and so on, it says, um, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Whoa, super heavy, right? Okay, and then verse 23 says, so if you're offering your gift at the altar, and then, or I'm sorry, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you will never get out until you've paid the last penny. So I know that's super heavy, but the way that I take it in modern context is, of course, you know, we may not be physically going to an altar and, you know, offering a sacrifice, but before I am going to sit here and worship God and, you know, say, oh my gosh, I love the Lord, like praise Jesus. I need to take the bitterness and anger and hostility in my own heart and confront it with my brothers and sisters, especially if they're Christians. And so that's where my heart is coming from in a place that I just, I really want to take conflict there first before I then just go out into the world and do my thing, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, But it's very difficult when other people do not necessarily want to do that. And so I think that's my biggest frustration. If I'm being so real right now, I literally got in the car on the way home today and I was like, God, why can't people talk? Like, it's just a conversation. Sorry, you can kind of hear planes going by and such. Um, But it's just a conversation. Like, why can't we talk? God, like, I don't get it. They don't, I don't have ulterior motives. I don't want to like get involved in their life. Like, even if we're not friends at the end of this conversation, I just, I want to cut the lies. I want to cut the miscommunications and the dishonesty and really just get down to the grit of what's happening. Like, why aren't people open to that? And so I think that right now is my biggest frustration and my biggest struggle is the lack of communication, honestly, with other people who were once in my life. So let's get into the gritty, fun details. Ooh, all right. This is is interesting. This is so far out of my comfort zone and I'm so here for it. So about four or five years ago, I dated this guy and we dated for about a year. He ended up breaking up with me. It was a really rough breakup. We ended on somewhat okay terms he said he wanted to be friends and then about a week or two later ghosted me about a year went by before I realized like oh part of that was probably because I was kind of cold towards him I was just not in an emotionally stable place where I could be a good friend to this person and so 
I'm sure that that kind of contributed to the reason that he didn't want to be friends with me anymore. But I was, you know, so worked up and so frustrated over the lack of communication on that. And so, you know, it kind of ended a little messy. Some time went by and I found out, you know, he has a new girlfriend. Cool. I kind of just heard of these things. They weren't really um, big in my life. I was still kind of struggling with why everything happened the way it did. I was working on getting over that breakup, but still just kind of like figuring it out and really trying to understand it. And that's when I really just had a lot of self-reflection and realized, oh, you kind of weren't the kindest person. My faith wasn't super strong at that point in my life. And so I had obviously made a lot of mistakes and I felt really bad. And I kind of realized, I was like, dude, I feel like I owe this guy an apology. Like, even if he's at this completely different place in life, like, I obviously don't want to intrude, but I feel like it's heavy on my heart again to take our frustrations and our issues to our brothers and sisters. And so I kind of had this hunch that I owed him an apology, but I didn't want to get in anybody's way or step on people's toes. So I prayed about it. I asked for some counsel from some other friends and I was like, hey, like, should I reach out to this guy even though like we haven't talked in a year and a half? Like, is that something, you know, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't my emotions speaking or trying to cloud my judgment. And so I talked to a couple people and both of them were like, um, yeah, you definitely owe him an apology. And I was like, all right, here we go. So bit the bullet on that one and direct message to him because I wasn't sure if I was blocked via text. And so I basically, you know, owned up and I was like, hey, I'm not trying to, you know, intrude on your current life or anything that's going on. But like, I truthfully can't sit with a, you know, calm heart and peace in mind, knowing that I treated you this way, calling you a friend. That's not what a friend would do. So I really wanted, you know, to give you an apology on that and, you know, just kind of own up. Um, I told him, I was like, I don't need a response or anything like that. I just would like you to know that that's how I feel towards that situation. And the apology was actually really well received. He and I, um, had a good catch up conversation, which was really unexpected. We talked for like three hours. (laughs) It was kind of odd, but, um, really just a sense of peace and like peace of mind and closure that I think my heart needed. And so I felt really good about that whole situation. Um, and just kind of let it go. Like like I said, it was really that final chapter that I needed to just kind of close it off and move forward with my life and everything that was happening. Forward at least, I don't know, maybe a few months, probably over that summer, August-ish time. And I had a really good friend of mine about like of about seven years. We went to small group together. We were in youth group, even though like, you know, we were in middle school. We didn't have a good sense of self. We were very insecure. Like my faith was not anything like what it is now. Um, So just completely different people. Keep that in mind. I considered her a sister. She's like my best friend. And she had moved um, to the lower part of the state. I lived in Northern California at the time. And we had arranged a time for me to go down and visit her and stay with her and her family, um, go to Disneyland, like a bunch of really fun stuff planned. She at the time was dating somebody. Um, She, you know, she was like, oh, I want, you know, your approval on this guy. Like, super fun. You know, just kind of casual. So I think I was supposed to stay. I don't remember if it was like a week. I want to say it was less than a week, somewhere around there. And just hang out and do all the fun stuff. So I got there, um, met the boyfriend, you know, hung out with her friends. She had been, like, her and her family had been telling me a lot about the people that they were meeting, the new community they were building down there. Um. But they were telling me like, hey, watch out for so-and-so. Watch out for these people. Um, They can kind of be a little gossipy. They might, you know, take things and distort what you've said. So just like be careful with what you say. So I'm taking all this into consideration, you know, 
obviously I trust my friend. I trust her family. I've known them for, like I said, six, seven years at this point, I think somewhere around there. So I really have no qualms about what they're saying, anything like that. The trip is going great. Um, and then I kind of noticed something odd. They actually also had a podcast, which is super funny. And they were recording an episode in their little studio and me and her boyfriend were there and we were kind of like the studio audience just chilling and watching in the corner while they filmed. And I kept noticing like she kept looking over at me and like, like rolling her eye. Like it just seemed uncomfortable. And I felt like there, like I just sensed something was off about that situation. So like I said, I'm a very confrontational person. It's not comfortable for me to do and I don't enjoy it, but I also like to know what's going on. And so I pulled her to this, oh my gosh, English, pulled her to the side. And I was like, Hey, like, is everything okay? Like, is there anything going on? Are you like, are you uncomfortable in any way? Is there anything that I can do to make it better? And I'm not going to get into the details because that's her personal business, but she basically just covered some things that she was, you know, not feeling so great about. And so I asked her, like, if there's anything I could do to address that or make it better or more comfortable, um, I suggested that she talk to her boyfriend a little bit, you know, just some things like that. And so they went and, you know, she was very appreciative, very receptive of everything I said. They had a conversation about it and then like they came back from their conversation and it felt like everything was back to normal you know like they seem to be good I was like okay cool we went through the trip most of it was completely normal super super fun time um I had actually talked to her a lot about that breakup that I just mentioned in the beginning because I was still really in that healing process I was over the breakup part but I was really just rebuilding my identity rebuilding um and trying to become stronger and better but that was still definitely a place of hurt in my life personally so Fast forward, we were waiting at Disney for one of these parades that they do, or I think maybe fireworks or something like that. And one of those people that she said to watch out for um, had texted her boyfriend from her phone. And apparently her boyfriend and them didn't get along very well. So, you know, that was going to be an issue or something like that. And she was like, oh, don't worry. I'll just tell him Andrea did it. And that kind of like low key raised a red flag in my mind. But I was like, you know, like whatever, if it's going to cause a conflict, like it's no big deal. I don't really know these people that well. It's not not a problem. You can throw me under the bus. I don't know. Like I just didn't think anything of it. And then, um, the rest of that trip went by. Everything was completely normal. I went home, still good friends, FaceTimed her all the time. That was pretty much it. And then eventually her and her boyfriend had their own things. They, you know, weren't talking anymore, whatever. And then a couple months go by and I get a direct message from this dude and immediately like red flag in my mind because, I was told not to trust this guy. I was told, you know, all these different things. And so, of course, like my instinct is to trust this girl that's like my sister. So I check out the message and it basically says like, hey, I know you probably hate me, but I feel like I owe you an apology because I believed everything that people said about you and I should not have done that. I should have evaluated who you are and your character for my like for myself. And I was like, taking this with a huge grain of salt because I know nothing about this guy. I just know that he dated my friend and what I've been told is not necessarily the best, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to step back from the situation a little bit. And so I just, I responded with a, um, what are you talking about? And he proceeds to tell me like, yeah, I was told you did this, this, and this, like these terrible things. Okay. Like I'm not going to get into it, but these terrible things that I supposedly did, Um, and of course I think he's just like not telling me the truth, right? Like that he's just trying to like pin me against my friend or something like that because of what I've been told by her and her family at this point. 
to keep this story as short and painless as possible, eventually, um, as my mom said, this is so morbid. My mom always says this quote. She's like, the body always floats. And that sounds terrible. But what she's saying is the truth always comes forward. You can't hide the truth eventually. Um, even if you never, you know, really push the truth or like, you know, have to prove it or show it to people, the truth always comes forward. And I do believe that. And it's hard sometimes, but I think it's true. So truth eventually came forward and turns out that everything she was telling me about these other people, she was also telling those people about me. And so I just came to this really difficult position in my life where I just didn't know who to trust. I was like, okay, I've been told lies about these people. I've been told lies about these people. And naive me over here has just kind of believed what I've been told. So now I really need to step back and evaluate people's characters by the fruit that they're producing. And unfortunately, it came to the point where I realized my friend had been lying about me to people and that this was no longer a friendship that I could place my confidence and trust in. So that was a really difficult, I would say, not like loss, but it was kind of heartbreaking. Like you just, you don't really expect that from somebody that you've known for so long, I think. So that was kind of um, a really odd circumstance. Um, I became friends later on with some of the people that I was told to look out for because I, did, again, just didn't know who to trust. And I felt really poorly for just making quick judgments about these people without really getting to know them. Um, got to know them for a little bit. I eventually, like I said, became friends with the guy. Um, they're tried to be something going on there, but if I'm being very blunt and honest, I really didn't feel that way towards him. And so that just made the whole situation super awkward. It just became really toxic really quick. And I eventually kind of just stepped back and refrained from that situation on all ends. So why am I telling you this? Why is this story important? Why is the story relevant? It happened like what? I don't know, 2017. Um, my breakup that I mentioned was like, what, 2016, 2017? Somewhere around then. It's been like four years. Why does this matter still? Because that friend knew that point of weakness in my life of that breakup and then decided to become good friends with my ex and his new girlfriend. So that became a whole issue in and of itself. Really difficult because I can't speculate what things were said about me, but I noticed that after that happened, people's behaviors that were originally very peaceful and calm towards me suddenly just became so closed off and non-receptive to me and anything I had to say. People I didn't even know and like had never spoken to suddenly blocked me on Instagram. Like people I never followed or anything. It was the weirdest thing. And then if I wasn't blocked, they would watch all my stories and then block me at a later point when I would see it or something like that. And it was just like this weird repetitive cycle. And it just, it made no sense. And so my only like, again, this is an assumption, it's just speculation, but my only thought was like, okay, well, obviously my name is being thrown around there and I'm, you know, more lies are being spread about things that I apparently did and never knew about. So it was just a bunch of like little things and it, it kind of, at that point in time, really hurt my heart because first of all, that was a friend that I really cared about and I really trusted. Even if my ex and I weren't friends or weren't talking, obviously I respected his new relationship. I still cared about him. I wanted him to be well off. Um, and this new girl in his life, like I expressed that I was very happy for them, that she seemed super sweet. And so it was really difficult knowing that like I did my best in my opinion to bring those issues forth and like really talk about them. And then those were just taken, slandered and thrown around behind my back. So that was kind of my big issue. And it still is a big issue for me. Um, I'm 
currently and actively learning that you can't prove character to people and it's also not your job to prove character to people your job is to bear fruit to become more kind to be respectful to be loving regardless of what happens and the people that either see it or don't like that's up to them it's not your job to be like i'm a good person i love people first of all i'm not a good person like i mess up i make mistakes all the time but it's not my job to go out and tell people like no this lie is not true about me this i'm gonna produce the character that either shows that that's who i am or i'm not right like that my job is to be accountable for my own actions not to disprove other people's beliefs about me i did try to reconcile with this friend of mine i did try to reconcile with the guy i did try to reconcile with my ex um and just be peaceful and kind but i think my biggest struggle was the lack of receptiveness towards that and i mean it still is my big struggle to be honest there is nothing more that i would really like to do than to just sit down across a table from any of these people and just talk. I know it sounds like, oh, do you really want to talk to that? No, I legitimately do. I would love to sit across from this girl who used to be such a, like, a dear friend of mine. Like, she was like a sister to me. I'd love to sit across from her and be like, what happened? Like, why was this the way that you felt towards me? Did I do something that made you feel uncomfortable? Could I have done better in this area? I'd love to have that conversation. I'd love to clarify that I was not trying to steal her mans the whole time. Like, I'd love to really clarify, like, the truth behind my heart. I'd love to sit across the table from my ex and say, hey, like, I know there's things that you probably believe about me, but I want to tell you the truth. Like, I want to talk to you. I want to know what you know. I want to sit here and explain that I'm not the person I was four or five years ago. And I'd like to just cut all of the misconceptions between us and learn who that new person is. Not for the sake of regaining a relationship or a friendship, but just out of genuineness. And it's been such a challenge for me to sit here and realize that that's not my job and that I may not have that opportunity, but that I can't let that stop me from continuing to move forward and bear more fruit and to not harbor resentment or bitterness in my heart towards these people. It's, it's hard. It really is. But that's, that's what I'm called to do. Even if I can't make peace to them because they're not willing to talk to me about it, it's to make peace in my heart. It's to set my life right. Sometimes you hear the phrase like, don't get mad, get even. And I think that's such garbage. Like that's such a terrible outlook. Sure, you can quote unquote get even, but you're not hurting anybody other than yourself. You're damaging your own heart and your own brain and your own like you're hurting yourself so much more than you need to be if you you know don't get mad get even but here's what i will say and what i'm currently and truthfully trying to work on is don't get mad get your priorities straight get your heart lined up in the right place work on your spiritual well-being work on your mental and physical well-being get your body moving get your nose in the bible you know seek guidance from people who have experienced these things from from married couples who you trust from people whose wisdom you truly can put confidence in so to be honest yeah i'm a little ticked off that i'm pretty confident people who i really truthfully care about slash cared about believe things about my character that aren't true that's difficult that's real I'm struggling with not being frustrated about that. I'm struggling to look at that person and not harbor resentment for what I believe and what I feel in my heart has been dishonesty towards me or 
believing things about my character without taking it to me first. It's really hard thinking like that these people who either don't know me at all or who knew me so, so well can look at me and harbor bitterness like whether they've never met me or if they knew me and knew my character and they just don't think to question it twice when somebody says something that might not add up. That's painful and it really does suck. Like I'm just going to be honest with you, it sucks. I so desperately want to have a cup of coffee with any of these people and just set the record straight with each other, communicate. And I understand that might not result in us being friends. In fact, it probably won't. Just because you can forgive someone and love someone does not mean you have to give them the same authority over your life. There's people in my life who I'm no longer friends with, who I don't trust to give me advice or counsel anymore, but that I've made peace with, that I don't have bitterness or resentment in my heart towards, and that I still love and have forgiven. That's okay. I believe that love and forgiveness is biblical, but guarding your heart is also. You need to do both and you need to balance them in order to have healthy boundaries. Let's talk about healthy boundaries with friendships, okay? I've had several, at least two or three friendships within the last couple of years who have exited out of my life, Um, whether it be gracefully, suddenly, bitterly, is that a word? I don't know. I had one friend who was in my life. Uh, He was a really good guy friend of mine. There was no romantic relationship with him. He was in my life for about a year. Um, Very wonderful, just strong-minded, strong-hearted person. And the issue was that I went off to college and things started to change. The effort that was put into that friendship was no longer mutual it was very one-sided and when I brought it up it just was not received very well and so that person has exited my life and I struggled with that knowing that I felt as though I had supported that person and they had supported me and I was close with their family and and for them to just kind of be gone was really really difficult for me to handle and so something that I learned from that was just tell God I'm angry, like tell God that I'm mad, that I'm sad, that I'm upset, to just share in my pain and my brokenheartedness and mourning over that, but then to do something constructive with it, like not, don't just sit there, don't just, you know, think about what happened, actually do something constructive with it, and so this might seem a little weird, I'm going to expose myself, this may or may not have been an appropriate (laughs) action to do, but I just kind of felt it on my heart, And if I'm going to be honest, it was so therapeutic and so healing. I lived about 30 minutes away from this person and I'd say like, what, six, nine months, maybe even a year. My timelines are all messed up. But after this happened, a decent amount of time had passed and I felt it on my heart to go drive past their neighborhood, cue driver's license, right? I'm just kidding. This was not a romantic relationship or anything, but I, this is even before that song came out. Wow, kind of cool. So I drove past their house um, in that neighborhood. I knew they weren't home. I knew that they were like out on vacation or something like that. So I didn't want to like, you know, show up and just be sitting outside. That's creepy and weird. But I genuinely felt it on my heart to go and pray for them. Them meaning like that person and their family over their house um, against any spiritual warfare. Like legitimately pray and worship. And I know that sounds kind of weird and it might be kind of weird to say, but the one song that I really felt on my heart, and again, we can go into a whole topic of discussion on like songs that I think are biblical. We could talk about mega churches. We could talk about theology for forever. But I think this one song, um, The Blessing by 
Carrie Job and her husband Cody and Elevation, I believe. The lyrics of that song for me are so powerful when I'm praying for people who are no longer in my life. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Like may his blessing go before you, behind you, all around you. May he be with you. And I think it's just such a powerful, powerful like prayer and supplication and intercession for people who aren't in your life anymore. And so for me, when I'm like letting friendships or relationships go and I know that we're called to pray for people, even if there's frustration and that's one of the most difficult things to do, that song is like the first that always come to my, comes to my mind. So I went to that person's house um, and I sat outside and I literally, I just first, like I mourned with God. Like I just, I told him, God, I'm angry. Like not angry at him or this person or their family. Like I'm just sad that this happened. My heart aches because there's just this disconnect. And um, so I just prayed over that. I prayed for my heart. And then I started praying for them that like God would just keep them and walk with them and be with them. And I prayed for their family that there would be peace in their home and that there would be unity. And then I had worship music just playing in the background. And then that song came on. And I just like, I stretched my arms towards that house. And I was just praying from inside my car, like, may the Lord bless you and keep you, you know, um, may he like, keep your children and generations and generate like that whole thing. And the peace that it brought my heart was overwhelming. And so I'm not here to say that that's not a situation I still don't look back on and reflect on or, you know, struggle with from time to time. But that was just such a beautiful deliverance from everything that happened there. God allowed me to see through the ending of that friendship was the promise of newness. That friendship actually ended at a time where a new relationship was entering into my life. And I was in the season of being prepared to be a girlfriend, which sounds funny, but I was. Like I was being stretched. I was being pushed. I was getting to know somebody new. And just the dynamics of that friendship probably wouldn't have been super healthy for me to be in a relationship during, if that kind of makes sense. So as that friendship was, you know, sadly exiting my life, I also saw such deliverance and newness in new friendships and in new relationships. And so in that time, I started talking to a guy, um, met through really unconventional circumstances. We became really good friends and eventually we started dating. Mind you, this is what, four years now since the last person I've dated. So it's been a while. Um, so I started dating this person. We dated for a very short amount of time, unfortunately broke up. And if I'm going to be very real again, oh, this is hard because they might be listening. So, hey, if you're listening, hi, <laughs> this is so funny to me. In that relationship, it was beautiful. Um, I was stronger in my faith. I felt they were very strong in their faith. We were very equally yoked. It was very fruit bearing. It was a good, healthy relationship for the most part, you know, still imperfect people, but it unfortunately ended. It ended on wonderful terms. I still care about this person very deeply. I'm so proud of the person that they're becoming. It ended kind of with these two things in mind. It was that that person no longer loved me in the sense of when they began dating me and that they weren't ready for a relationship. And those are things that I respect. And I'm so glad that they communicated because again, I like to know what's going on. And so those were super helpful things for me to hear, but that didn't make them easy, right? So then just working through the process of, again, rebuilding, figuring out why things happened, really trying to understand and communicate was such a growing opportunity for me and that other person. 
Obviously, there's new and different boundaries with that, but they've been nothing but supportive of me and the podcast, and that's been so encouraging to see. And having struggled with having healthy boundaries in the past, it really allowed me to come into this current situation and communicate more effectively and really decide what are healthy boundaries for me to be setting. Obviously, no dynamic is perfect, and that's something that I'm still currently navigating, but just the key of having mutual honesty, respect, and receptiveness to communication was huge. My biggest frustration and my biggest struggle right now is just a lack of communication between people that I would just really like to communicate with. And then I'd say like the last and most recent thing that's happened was having a friend not respect my boundaries. Um, This was not a guy. This was a girl. Just setting forth, you know, okay, these are my boundaries in certain friendships. You know, we may look at boundaries differently, but that doesn't mean that I disrespect the way that you set them. You know, just a very, what I felt was mutual understanding um, ended in me being told, you don't know how to make boundaries. You can't make boundaries with yourself. You don't know how to make boundaries with other people. And I respect that that person communicated. However, there was valid reason for me to believe that this wasn't actually a concern for my heart or being able to make boundaries, but rather a frustration that was being expressed to me from a different experience that's confidential to them. And I respectfully explained that I believe I know my character and that I am happy with my boundaries. And although I make mistakes, I'm proud of the person that they've made me to be and that I uphold the boundaries I do because of my worldview and my experiences. And I acknowledge that we may carry different ones, but I would love to understand where that person's experiences were coming from and where their thoughts were rooted. And kindly just said, hey, like if you want to talk about this more, I'm always open to it. But if you genuinely believe that this is my character, I am not going to try to prove you otherwise. And so you don't have to respond. And they chose not to respond. And friends, no response is a response. It's really hard for me when people decide not to communicate because I am a natural nurturer. I love to just go all out. I love very deeply. And that's never anything that I'll ever apologize for, but it does get you some bumps and bruises along the way. I know there's probably a lot of you out there who are kind of like me in that sense where you love and you love hard. And you've been told you're naive for that. You've been told you're naive for forgiving people. You have been told that you're a doormat, like all sorts of different things. And I want to say first and foremost, know yourself, check your character. Like if people are saying these things repeatedly, maybe consider that there might be some truth behind it. Again, evaluate the fruit. Ask yourself, like, do my actions really point to this being a factual piece of information? And if they do, then make changes. But if you look at it and you're like, okay, yes, I forgive people. I love people and I reconcile with them, but I don't let them walk on me. I have new boundaries that I keep in place regardless of if people agree that that's the proper boundary for me or not. Like, Look at that and genuinely evaluate if what you're doing is selfless in nature, if you're setting boundaries that are not deteriorate, excuse me, deteriorating your mental, physical, all that well-being. And if that's the case, then again, it's not your job to prove your fruits to people. And when I say fruits, I mean like what character are you producing? Like if you're a tree, are you producing character of gentleness, of kindness, patience, self-control, those things. Biblically, we refer to those as the fruits of the spirit, right? So am I producing fruits that are constructive and helpful or am I not? Because that's how you can always tell like if someone's genuine about what they're saying or what they're doing. Because a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit, right? Like you're not going to plant an orange tree and have apples come out. We're not going to have a healthy apple tree producing rotten apples that are just toxic and not edible. So are your fruits toxic and non-edible 
or are your fruits in a good place? And if that's the case, it's not your job to look at other trees and be like, hey, I'm an apple tree. Like, I have apples. Look at my, like, that, okay, that was going down a train. (laughs) Okay, anyways, like, it's not your job to say, hey, I'm bearing fruit. It's your job to water your tree, to put nutrients in, and to produce the fruit. So, to bring this full circle and to wrap it up, I've been talking for a while and I have a meeting to go to in a little bit. What I want to leave you with is this. Wherever you're at, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're waiting on, it's okay. All things bear fruit in the proper season. Maybe someday I will get to sit across the table from some of these people. Maybe they'll be on a podcast episode. Maybe we'll have coffee or we'll run into each other at the store and we'll get to have that reconciliation because we'll just be in different places in different times as different people. But as a Christian, and I really hope that this reaches anybody who is of a different faith or different belief system as well, I believe that all things that are meant to be in your life or meant to be out of your life will be. There's nothing that you can do to mess that up because it's out of our control. These aren't things that we have control over. And that's been something so hard for me to remember every time I get super worked up and I'm like, man, like, why can't I just talk? Why, like, why aren't they just receptive to me? Like, why does this happen? Like, and I don't want to come at that from a victim point of view. Like I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. I've messed up in these relationships too. I just, for the sake of this episode, want to talk about my hurts. I would love to get into the things I've screwed up in another episode. So here for that. Maybe I will sit across from those people and maybe there will be that opportunity, but maybe there won't be. It's not my job to make that happen or to really facilitate it. It's my job to show up and be present and work towards my healing and towards reconciliation regardless. Even if that means forgiving them in my heart and not ever getting to tell them that face-to-face if they're not receptive to that. It means doing the work in the quiet spaces And not necessarily needing to project that outwards, if that makes sense. Of course, that's going to flow into your life and how you act and how you treat other people. But the true work has to be done inside before it can go anywhere else. Something that's actually been giving me peace has surprisingly been knowing that I'm not in control. That used to give me the most anxiety. It used to weigh the heaviest on me being like, I have zero control over this. What the heck am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know when to talk to them. I don't know when to not. But truthfully, like through prayer and just reading my Bible, coming to the conclusion that I am not in control and that I don't know what's going to happen has given me peace. And here's why. It's not my job to facilitate the when, the where, the why, the how, or to figure it out. It's only my job to water my tree, to dig deeper into my faith, and to do my very best to make peace with those around me. That is, that is the best that I can do. So I just paused, took a quick break for that meeting I mentioned earlier and have now kind of just come back to recording, which has really given me the opportunity to pause, reflect, and then gather my final thoughts as I wrap this episode up. Essentially, my big point here is that one of my main struggles is releasing my desire to know everything and then switch that for an understanding that everything will come to be in its time and having faith in that. So relationally as I shared I'm mainly working through my frustrations with a lack of communication between people and I'm learning to forgive and reconcile even if that doesn't mean getting to do that through a conversation with that person although that's obviously my first priority is trying to do that so that then leads to like what I'm working on which is knowing my identity 
checking my fruit, right? What am I producing? Apologizing when it's due and doing all things with a spirit of peace and joy and love in my heart. And lastly, like just waiting, being patient, allowing people to come to their own conclusions, even if I disagree with them or think they're inaccurate judgments of my character. Work, like let people work through their own hurts and engage in conversation when they're ready to, if they're ready to. Um, I strongly believe in reconciliation, especially because of my faith, and will always openly desire that with anyone, even though they may not any longer be a part of my life. There's a lot more that happened, more personal details, um, more with the situation in the past, particularly than with you know people recently. But as much as I'd love to like discuss this more and I'm committed to being open, I also feel equally compelled to really only speak to my experiences and not about the character or intentions of other people. And I want to also just be really careful to uphold these people's privacy and maintain my integrity by respecting their confidentiality. But I actually want to end this episode with something kind of special and near to my heart, which is what I want any of those people that I just spoke about to know. So this is kind of like a little note that I wrote to them. I'm no longer the person I was when we knew each other and I'm actively growing and seeking to become a more fruitful, understanding, and kind person. I'm imperfect and have made plenty of mistakes in each of our relationships and I hope that we can both genuinely learn and grow from them. It really breaks my heart when you're in pain. I would never wish that upon you and even though I may not desire things to go back to the way that they were. My hope and prayer is always for peace and understanding and reconciliation. I pray for each of you often and not that, you know, oh, I pray that they would figure it out, Lord. No, like I genuinely pray that you would be at peace and walk out your faith fearlessly and boldly, always striving to be closer to God. I do not rejoice or get excited when you struggle or when you suffer, but I'm excited to hear of your strengths and your joys and your successes truthfully and honestly i'd love to communicate better even if we never ever become friends again i'd love to crush all the lies and the assumptions and bitterness between us i'd love to be honest and way too real with you and although certain situations between us frustrate me very immensely confuse and maybe even hurt me um my only hope is that each of us grows closer to god and eventually Um, truth and compassion wins. So I know some of you and I have exited peacefully and on better terms than others. So to you, I say thank you for your grace and your honesty and patience and that friendship or relationship that we held. And to those who still feel hostility and resentment and eagerness to cause destruction, I hope that someday there might instead be clarity and peace. So with that, there is my mess laid out on the table. There's everything that I've been struggling with lately, um, including knowing rumors, knowing lies, feeling disconnects, brokenness, and just recognizing that all exists, but also being here with my commitment to show up and share that openly and talk about how I'm working through that stuff. I hope that encourages someone who might be walking through a similar circumstance or have people in their life that maybe they'd like to gain clarity or truth with. Or ultimately just forgive and move like move forward from. So my number one piece of advice is to give up your desire for control. For me, that's giving it to God and letting go. And then from there, practice extending love and grace towards others, acknowledging that we all mess up. We're all human. I hope this message comes earnestly and honestly and just brings you peace wherever you may be. 
Much love. I will talk to you next week.